It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. In Washington, a group of the nation's top economists have been meeting day and night to solve the problem of inflation. After months of intensive study, these experts, men with international reputations, are forced to admit that they are baffled. But little do they know that 3,000 miles away in a modest California bungalow, a riveter of little education has succeeded where they have failed. Peg! Peg! Where are you, Peg? What's the matter, Riley? I got it licked. I got it licked. What? What did you do? I got it licked. Inflation. You know what's the cause of inflation? High prices. And you know what happens when prices are high? We can't pay our bills. And do you know why we can't pay our bills? Because we haven't got enough money. And you figured all that out by yourself. Well, sure I did. I thought maybe you had your friend Jim Gillis helping you. I resent that, Peg. I don't need no help from Gillis. Anything that moron can think of, I can think of. (laughs) Oh, Well, what are you laughing at? Wait till I finish. You see, the reason we don't have enough money is we don't have a system. We don't plan. I bring home a paycheck. You all swoop down on it. The end of the week, we're in a hole. Bring home another check. The next week, we're in another hole. You're right about that. Yeah, every week we wind up in a hole. <laughs> we ain't living like people, we're living like gophers. <laughs> and what do you propose to do about it? We are going to live on a budget. Now, now come here, I'll show you. Well, what are you doing with my jelly jars? <laughs> they were your jelly jars. Now they're our money jars. Money jars? For what, Daddy? Well, I got each one labeled, see? Insurance, telephone, electricity. Uh, uh, this jar here, that's for clothes. We put our clothes in that jar? Junior, you learn by listening. So listen and I'll learn you. <laughs> Every week I get my paycheck changed into silver. See, look, a whole sack full, see? Oh, Riley, this is crazy. Oh, wait a minute, watch how it works and then we'll see who's crazy. Now I split the coins up and I put some money in each jar. Now, here's the insurance money. Here's for the telephone. Electricity. Cigars for me. Uh, clothes for you, Peg. I'll look fine in the street dressed in that. No, no, wait a minute. No, I, I ain't through yet. There, that ought to cover you up. Now, now one more jar. Entertainment and miscellaneous. Well, that's it. You see how neat it works out? Everything is taken care of. That is my new system. Well, what about food and rent, Pop? Food and rent? (laughs) Yeah, food and rent. Why is it in every family there's always one wise guy? He's right. What about food and rent? Well, it's easy. I'll just get two more jars. But you haven't any more money. Why is it in every family there's always two wise guys? 
Gee, I thought I had this thing licked. It... Oh, Riley, don't you see? Your salary just doesn't go far enough with prices the way they are. Oh. Well, well, then I'll ask the boss for a raise. Well, now you're talking sense. Well, sure, I, I should have done it long ago. I deserve a raise. I'll do it. boy, Pop. Yes, sir. Tomorrow morning, I'm walking into the boss's office, and I'll say, Stevenson, you one great... I've been working for you for 10 years, and what have I got to show for it? 59 measly bucks a week. I can't live on that. I don't even have any personal spending money. Why, every week when I go out and play poker with the gang, do you know what I have to do, Stevenson? I borrow money from underneath the linoleum in the kitchen where my wife's been hiding it. She don't know I've been doing it for years, so, I mean, I mean... Oh, I mean, you have, no, have you? No, <laughs> no, I haven't, I mean... Junior, get another jar, a big one. What for? For my head. I think it's time I stopped using it. <laughs> Riley, you're kidding. You're going to ask the big boss for a raise? Well, why not, Gillis? I'm due for a promotion. I've been holding this riveting job since before the war. Eight years. All I've done is rivet, rivet, rivet. And I read in a magazine once where a doctor said the vibration of riveting affects the noodle. And ten years of it will make a man punch drunk. So what are you worrying about? You still got two years to go. <laughs> well, I gotta make progress. Besides, I can't back out now. I already sent in word I wanted to see the boss. Hey, you'll never get to see him. And a good thing, too. You ask him for a raise, he'll get sore and fire you. Fire me? <laughs> Not Stevenson. Why, him and me are like that. You remember when I had that fight with the foreman? He took my side. I heard him say to the foreman, Hawkins, if we're going to get any work done in this plant, you got to lay off Riley. Oh, you didn't hear good. What he said was, if we're going to get any work done in this plant, lay Riley off. <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous, Gillis, because... Attention, Chester Riley, report to Mr. Stevenson's office. Riley, report to Mr. Stevenson's office. Uh, uh, you hear that, Gillis? And you said I wouldn't get in to see him. Well, this goes to show you... Well, here I go, and I'll get that raise or else. Hey, you ain't got the guts. Oh, no. Well, you tell the boys to listen to that loudspeaker. After I see Mr. Stevenson, I'm getting on that microphone, and I'm announcing my promotion for the whole plant to hear. We'll be listening, Riley. Uh, oh, and, and Gillis, uh, tell the boys that they shouldn't worry about my attitude when I get my promotion, because becoming a boss ain't going to change me one bit. Oh, they'll be glad to hear that. I'll tell them right away. Tell them on your lunch hour. Don't be wasting company time. <laughs> Well, here I am, Millie. Oh, I'll go right in, Riley. He's waiting for I'll you. I say, Millie, keep that loudspeaker warmed up because when I come out, I'm going to have a very important announcement to make. Well, hiya, boss. Oh, oh, it's you, Riley. Come in. Boss, <clears throat> I've been with you now for eight years. Riley, I've got a job for you. Boss, you mean... <laughs> hey, this was a cinch. I didn't even have to... You know, to... <laughs> we're starting production of the new BX-1 jet plane. I'm going to need every man in this plant. I'm up to my ears with conferences, so you've got to handle this for me. Oh, well, you can count on me, Chief. Now, go to this address here and ask them... Uh, wait a minute. Where's that design now? Boss, you're trusting me ah, with the design of the... There you are. Ask them if this design is right. Now, don't lose it. Oh, don't worry, boss. I'll guard it with my life. And to play safe, I'll memorize it right now. Now, let's see... Knit one, pearl two, slip one, pearl three. Boss, since when are we knitting jet planes? What are you talking about, Riley? My wife is knitting a sweater, and she asked me to drop in at the knit shop and check this design. I forgot this morning, so I... So you want me to go to a knit shop? Well, I told you, Riley, I need every man on this BX-1 job. You're the only one on the plant I can spare. But... <laughs> 
but I, you said the design. I thought you called me in for a promotion. Riley, I have no time for jokes. Now go on, I'm busy. Sending me to a knit shop for his wife. I wouldn't even do it for my own wife. Eight years I slaved for him. How could he do this to me? How could he? Oh, Riley, the loudspeaker's on. Are you ready with that announcement? Huh? The announcement. Oh, you bet I got an announcement. Give me that mic. Here. Attention, men. This is Riley speaking. I have an announcement to make. We're all working for a money-grubbing, no-good heel. He's an ungrate and... Riley! Have you gone crazy? Turn that thing off, Millie. Riley, I ought to fire you for this. If it weren't for the fact that you've been with me since I started, I would. And I let you off easy. Get on that loudspeaker and apologize. Apologize? I don't apologize to nobody. Either you apologize or you're fired. Hand me that mic. <laughs> Attention, men. This is Riley again. A minute ago, I said we were working for a money-grubbing, no-good heel. I was wrong. Well, that's better. We're not working for a money-grubbing heel. You're working for a money-grubbing heel. I just quit. And then, Peg, he said to me, either you get down on your knees and apologize or you're fired. So what could I do? You apologized. No, I quit. You what? Oh, Daddy. After all, I got my pride. But, Riley, you can't eat pride. A man's got to keep his self-respect. And before I'd apologize to him, Peg, I'd rather see you begging in the streets. <laughs> That's the kind of a man I am. That a boy, Pop. Yeah, and let this be a lesson to you, son. This is what makes this country of ours great. When the boss gets out of line, you up and quit. So you quit? What did you prove? Equality. That's what I proved. That I'm just as good as that no-good heel. And don't worry, nobody. Till I land something, we'll take money out of the bank. But we haven't got a bank account, Daddy. I meant Junior's piggy bank. <laughs> well, you emptied it last week. Now, look, will you stop worrying? This is my problem. I'll get another job. Well, I can get a job part-time, Daddy. Yeah, so can I, Pop. I know whether there's a job. Nothing doing. No kid of mine is going to work. I got my pride. Before I'd let you go to work to support me, I'd rather see you kids begging in the street. Oh, <laughs> Now you got the kids begging. And we haven't even got enough money to buy tin cups. Now, Peg, I tell you, I'll get a job just like that. Oh, but the other day you said a lot of riveters are out of work. Oh, I'm through riveting. And I ain't making the same mistake I made years ago, starting at the bottom. No, sir. This time I'm starting at the top as an executive. I got what it takes to fill a swivel chair. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. Riley's the name, Chester A. For a limited time only, I am considering offers for the position of general manager from business concerns in good financial standing. I see. You mind if I take a look at your books? Oh, the books. Uh, just a minute, I'll call Mr. Jenkins. Well, let's make it fast, my good man. Oh, this won't take long. Jenkins, throw this nut out. <laughs> How do you do, miss? I see by this ad here that your firm is looking for an assistant manager. Neat, capable, experienced, intelligent, male. Well? Well, I'm a male. I understand you have an opening for a supervisor, sir. I understand you have an opening for an assistant shipping clerk. Please, sir, is the job still open for janitor? <laughs> <laughs> 
believe me, sir, I can do this job perfect. I'll make good. I got the education and I got the experience. Believe me, I'll make a great errand boy. Well, you're ambitious anyway. You'll do. Wait here and I'll go and tell Mr. Babson. Uh, Matthews. Oh, yes, Mr. Babson. That errand boy job is filled. Filled? Uh, yes, here's the young man I hired. Junior! Pop! My own flesh and blood. How could you do this to me? Yeah, but, but, Taking Pop. the bread out of your own father's mouth. <laughs> me, your own father. The man who gave birth to you. Oh, but, Pop. <laughs> So help me. The doctor who brought you into this world is going to wait a long time for his money. bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. But first, here she is, the glamour girl of 49. I'm Tallulah the tube of Prell, and I've got a little something to tell. Your hair can be radiant, oh so easy. All you gotta do is take me home and squeeze me. I'm Tallulah the tube of Prell, and I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free for radiant hair. Get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tuba, pearl shampoo. Yes, folks, take it from Tallulah. For glamorous, lovely hair, it's Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo. In hardest water, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any other leading cream shampoo. It can't leave a dulling film. And Prell removes embarrassing dandruff quickly in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. So give your hair that radiant air. Try Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. All week, Riley has been hunting desperately for a job. Any job, but without success. And every day around five o'clock, you can see him plodding wearily home, his shoulders drooping sadly, his face shrouded in gloom. It's almost five now. He's due to turn the corner. Yes, here he comes. Uh, but wait a minute. What's happened? This is a new Riley. Just look at him, spreading gaily down the street, a happy grin on his face. Hey, Babs, Junior! Hey, Riley, wait a minute. What's the rush? Gillis! Gillis, congratulate me. Today I got my self-respect back again. Today I can take my place back as the head of the family. Oh, you got your unemployment check. <laughs> no, I got a job, a hundred bucks a week, with Continental Oil. Look, look, here's the contract. Riley, you took one of them oil jobs? Yeah. But you got to go to Arabia for ten years. You're leaving your family? Well, it's just for a while, till I save up enough money to bring him over. I figure I'll have enough in a year. Oh, a year, huh? Yeah. Riley, what do you know about Arabia? Uh, well, there's, there's Arabs there and Arabs. And, uh -huh. uh... Just like I thought. You don't know the first thing about it. Did you ever hear of the Arabian Nights? <laughs> but, 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 but what about them? Ah, they drive men to madness. All day long, the desert heat suffocates you, and then comes the nights. Well, I stay in nights. You can't. You lie there in your miserable little tent, and the loneliness gets in your blood. Something draws you. <laughs> Where? Where? The Casbah. No, not the Casbah. The Casbah. 
soft lights, incense, exotic drinks, gorgeous, alluring, sensual women. No, no, Peg wouldn't let me. Peg is halfway across the world. You can't help yourself. I'll fight against it. It's stronger than you are. You go in, you take a drink. No. Then another drink, and another, and another. Oh, Gillis, I hate myself. <laughs> you can't help yourself. I'll send for Peg. She'll make me stop. You can't send for her. You're broke. You drunk up a whole year's salary. Oh, this is terrible. Wait, it gets worse. Peg can't come. <laughs> you can't go to Peg. You're going mad with loneliness. Oh, Gillis, what'll I do? You do what everybody else does. You take a wife. No, that's bigamy. That's illegal. Not in Arabia. <laughs> Another year goes by. What happened? I sent for Peg. Hey, you're broker than ever. So you take another wife. Now you got three wives. Three? No. Bigamy, yes, but trigonometry, never. <laughs> it's stronger than you are. Another year, you're still broke. Another wife. That's four wives. But you're still lonely. You take another wife. Five. Another. Six. Another. Seven. And still another and another and another. Before you know it, you got 12 wives. Around dozen. Yeah. <laughs> and them Arabian dames is plenty wrong. <laughs> but what'll I do with 12 wives? You put them in a harem. You ain't Chester Riley anymore. You're Pasha Riley. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. Wait, it gets worse. <laughs> Peg gets tired of waiting. She hears rumors about your wives. Some rat tips her off. Who? Me. <laughs> She scrapes to get her money enough out of her wages as a scrub woman and takes the face boat to Arabia. At last. There you are on the dock waiting for her, you and your 12 wives. She comes down the gangplank, her arms stretched out toward you, crying, Riley, kiss me. What can you say to her? The line forms on the right. I'm sorry I'm late, Riley. Oh, Peg, you should have come sooner. I got 12 wives. What? What are you talking about? I got... Oh, oh I, I didn't tell you. I, I got a job. I'm going to Arabia. Oil. Arabia? Yeah, oil. I'll send for you in a year. I, I have to go first. I'll I, tell you where you're going. You're going to Mr. Stevenson and apologize and get your job back. You've been acting like a child. No, I won't apologize. Rather than do that, I'll go to Arabia and suffer with 12 wives. <laughs> are you out of your mind? Riley, she's right. You stay here. <laughs> Let me go to Arabia and suffer. <laughs> well, I think I got everything packed now. Oh, Peg, hand me that pair of socks. Riley, I won't let you do this. I just won't. Don't be brave, Peg. It's the only thing. I can't let you and the kids starve. You can apologize to Mr. Stevenson. I called him up and well, he said... Well, you had no right to do that. I'm telling you for the last time, I'm the kind of a guy I do what I please and I say what I please and I don't apologize to nobody. Now, just a minute. Don't you raise your voice. I apologize. <laughs> but not to Stevenson. If he wants me back, he'll have to apologize oh, to me. Oh, but Riley... Peg, if you're going to come to the dock, you better get ready. Oh, what's the use? I give up. Women. No guts. Always willing to apologize. They don't understand. If I apologize now, all my friends will look down on me. Not me. I'll be the last one to look down on you. <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, it is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. I didn't hear you come in. I wouldn't worry about it. As long as you can hear me when I go out. <laughs> 
Riley, uh, is it true you've lost your job? Yeah, and I can't find another. So now I'm going away. I'm going to bury myself in Arabia. Why go to Arabia? Stay here and let me help you. <laughs> I'll lend you money till you land something. You know me. When a friend of mine is flat, I always carry him. <laughs> I don't like to borrow money from friends. Then let me recommend you to the UEPHHS. UEPHHS? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Balderas Helping Hand Society. <laughs> Our motto is, dig down deep and put a body on his feet. <laughs> no, Digger, I, I gotta take this oil job in Arabia. Riley, why don't you come and work for me? <coughs> Well, that's nice of you, Digger, but what could I do in your business? Well, you could... No, you couldn't do that. You could... No, you couldn't do that either. I guess you're right. You'd be just so much dead weight, and I have enough of that already. <laughs> couldn't you get your old job back? Well, not unless I apologize. Then apologize. No, I ain't apologizing. I got my pride. Riley, I employ Look, Digger, I can't stand around here arguing. My boat leaves in an hour. Oh, Riley, you and your foolish pride. But have it your way. Go to this molten desert and drill for oil. But I'm warning you, no good can come of it. Someday your epitaph may read, Here lies Riley in Arabian soil, six feet down, floating in oil. <laughs> He's lying here now on account of his pride. Between the heat and the oil, Riley's French fried. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. All ashore, that's going ashore. Peg, you and the kids... What did you say, dear? I couldn't hear you on account of the whistle. I said, you and the kids better go ashore now. Oh, yes, I, I guess we better. Well, goodbye, Peg. I'll send for you as soon as I can. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Oh, Riley. Now, don't cry, Peg. I can't stand people who cry when they say goodbye. Goodbye, Junior. Goodbye, Pop. Don't cry, son. You're a big boy now. Goodbye, Babsy. Oh, Daddy. No, don't cry, Babsy. Oh, Junior, Frank, now stop crying. Remember, us Riley's never cry. Now, please stop crying. I want to take my last look at you while you're all smiling. That's more like it. Smile. That's it. A great, big, happy smile. Now let me look at you. I better go below now. <laughs> oh, Riley, we, we still have a few minutes. I know, but it's better this way. Goodbye. Oh, dear. Goodbye, Riley. Goodbye, Goodbye, Riley. Goodbye, Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Oh, Mother, I can't believe he's actually going. Oh, he doesn't want to go. It's just that foolish pride of his. Well, we better get off the boat. Hey, Mom. Mom, look, coming up the gangplank. Isn't that Mr. Stevenson? Oh, oh, yes, it is. Oh, Mr. Stevenson? 
Mr. Stevenson! Oh, hello, Mrs. Riley. Where's your husband? Why, Mr. Stevenson, what are you doing here? I came down here to tell that pig-hearted husband of yours exactly what I think of him for running out on his wife and family this way. Arabia. All I want him to do is make a simple little apology so I can maintain a little discipline in my plant. But Mr. Riley is too proud. He'd rather desert his family and go to Arabia. Well, he can go, but not before I give him a piece of my mind. Where is he? Well, I think I see him over there. I'll go get him. Hey, Pop! Hey, Pop! Junior, you're still here? Yeah, Pop, Mr. Stevenson's here. Mr. Stevenson? Yeah, he came down to... He came to apologize. I knew he couldn't get along without me. Where is he? Yeah, but, but, Pop... I knew he'd come crawling to me if I held out long enough. Yeah, but, Pop... Let this be a lesson to you, son, how to handle the boss. Be independent. Act big. Yeah, but Mr. Stevenson... Ah, there he is. There's Riley now. Well, Stevenson, what have you got to say for yourself? Riley, when I heard that you were leaving your family, I came down here to tell you that... Being a stubborn jackass. And as far as I'm concerned... So a pig-headed fool. And furthermore... Oh, that's enough, boss. As long as you admit you're a stubborn jackass and a pig-headed fool, I accept your apology. What? You accept my apology? Why, sure, boss. I can be big about these things. Well, let's go home, Peg. Arabia's loss is Stevenson's gain. But, uh, but, but, but Riley, I, I didn't... I, I came here to... I, I told you that oh, I... Oh, that's I, all I, right, boss. We all make mistakes. But I wasn't... I, I said you were... I came I here to... I told you. I forgive you. Now, let's forget all about it. Just pick up my bag there and follow me. <laughs> but I, I told you, I, 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 what a revolting development this is. <laughs> sure, that's what I always say. The rallies will return in just a moment. If unsightly dandruff is one of your hair problems, here's news. Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell leaves hair so beautiful, radiantly soft and smooth, radiantly shining. Yes, in hardest water, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any known cream shampoo. It simply cannot leave a dulling film. And that handy tube so easy to use. No waste, no spill. Try it your very next shampoo. As Tallulah says... I'm Tallulah the tube of Prell And I'll make your hair look swell It'll shine, it'll glow so dandruff-free For radiant hair, get a hold of me Tallulah the tube of Prell Shampoo Peg. You don't mean it. Stevenson didn't apologize? No, Riley. He was bawling you out. Only you didn't hear him on account of the whistle. Oh. You're lucky he's taken you back. <laughs> After what I said. Peg, I can't understand it. After all the things I'd done to Stevenson in the eight years I've been with him, and he never fired me. Well, <laughs> look at all the things you did to me in the 20 years you've been with me, and I never fired you either. <laughs> well, you got a different reason. I'm irresistible. <laughs> Kiss me, Dumplin. Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
The script is by Reuben Ship, Alan Lipscott, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Oh, I wish I could keep all my lovely new lingerie lovely longer. Don't just wish. Keep them safe in snow. Yes, safe in... Wonderful ivory snow. Your lovely lingerie can stay lovely longer with ivory snow care. Your hands will tell you why. Wash dishes with ivory snow as millions do. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know that ivory snow's extra kind of fine washables. Ivory snow is so mild, so pure, so safe, and speedy, too. It's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like ivory snow. Yes, lovely washables can stay lovely longer with... That's right, wonderful ivory snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble brings you a full hour of entertainment. First Red Skelton and then The Life of Riley. Come on home, Irv. Goodbye. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.